0: Alright, thank you so much. This is Christopher Brothers B podcast where we discuss black LGBT issues and topics. And we have a special guest today. And I'm truly honored to have this man on the show. He is internationally recognized financial services CEO and most motivational success teacher, by the way. He has built a multi-million dollar enterprise, started out as a side hustle in his own dining room table. He is a national CEO of National Care Financial Group. He has been featured. In numerous magazines and shows, including USA Today, Black Enterprise, Huffington Post, Ebony Magazine, and Miss Oprah Winfrey, the God of all people, we know. Um, as well, he is also the largest, I repeat, the largest African American-owned financial services. And today, we are going to get his advice, his information, his wisdom of all this financial stuff we're making all this money but what are we doing with it so this is where i am presenting to you mr malcolm mj harris how you doing mr harris I am great. Thank you so much, Chris. That is just a wonderful, wonderful (laughs) opener. You know,
1: sometimes you're doing all this work and you forget everything you've done, but I will tell you one thing. We're not the largest. We're actually one of the largest by far, but one of the largest. So the other firms out here doing great
0: work, but we're just happy to be able to to serve our community in such a meaningful way. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you for clarifying that, by the way. Thank you for clarifying that. You know, I, I was actually... So impressed with some of the things that you said and how I actually kind of just fell in love with Mr. Malcolm Lynn J. Harris uh, was one of the things you showed. You actually, um, a lot of your videos just kind of being put out there and I just kind of happened to catch this on Facebook. And one of the videos that you discussed was Stop Going Broke, Trying to Impress People. That's where, that, that kind of struck a nerve. I kind of said, oh my God, is he just talking about me? Anyway, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so I had, to, I had to say, okay, what made you, what was more inspiring about that particular video that it kind of seemed like it just went crazy virally? And that particular video, I kind of thought to myself, you know, a lot of people within the LGBT community seem to do that a lot and that video in particular spoke to me. What was it that you normally come across, I would to say mostly in the LGBT community, what do you normally find is the biggest mistake financially that a lot of us seem to be making? What I'll tell
1: you is that that particular issue of really misspending money based on trying to impress other people is not a black issue, it's not an LGBT issue, it's not a white issue, It is a. Human issue mm-hmm. that I think is even more prevalent in westernized, more consumer-driven um, societies. And so I can tell you that the mistakes that we make within the LGBT community, which I'm a proud, proud, proud member of, okay. or other communities as a whole are very, very similar. It's a, it's a human issue here. Um, I think that what leads us into that, frankly, is a low recognition of our own personal worth. Now, some people could argue, and I certainly could agree, that marginalized communities, such as minority communities as a whole, that we certainly take it on the head a lot when it comes to um, being uh, having images projected at us right. that it would tell us that we are unworthy and that we are less than. And so, for some, some, and I've heard this argument. They say, well, that's why a lot of minorities may um, overspend. It was actually one of our viewers had written this this, and said this. it was a phenomenal point. He says, you know, if for a lot of minorities. That's all we have to lean on to. At least what we believe is that you know we may have to deal with racism coming from coming from you know the the, the lawmakers. We may deal with racism coming from our employers. We may have to deal with racism coming from our communities and all these various barriers. At the very least, can I at least look good when I walk out the house? At the very least, can I at least drive a car that I like? And I'll tell you, I get it. I get it. So that may be a driver, but I think that the issue of overspending is a human issue. And regardless of the drive it all comes down to a low recognition that you are already enough, you are already worthy, and there is nothing that you can buy and there's nothing you can spend your own, your money on that is ever going to fill the gap of self-worthiness that you have to fill for yourself through changing the way that you think about yourself. Right,
0: right, wow. And you know, I got to tell you, when I was... Um, I was kind of just, like I said, just kind of started looking at all of your videos and all the videos. And a lot of, especially this one that's particularly past weekend for entrepreneurs kind of struck me a little bit. And one of the things I noticed is that, okay, so wait, a minute, wait a minute, this man did as a side hustle. First off, well, I didn't know what exactly what you did was your full-time job prior to actually starting your financial services group. What what actually job was that? What was my full-time job? I was a management consultant. Okay. So what I started
1: out doing was in college, was doing sales, sold real estate, had small marketing contracts. I've always liked being in a field where I could help people to find resources and products that, that they needed. Well, college ended, um, and the economy crashed shortly there after, and I was doing real estate. And so couldn't do anything. I mean, you couldn't sell a shoelace. And so I went and got a job working at a credit union. And I always said my job was so unimportant I was working in the credit union at the World
0: Bank. Okay. it was such an unimportant job that my phone didn't even work. Oh, wow. I, if you came in, I would say, do you want to go to checking
1: or do you want to go to savings? And that's all they, and that's all I would say. And I would point <laughs> in one direction. <laughs> so uh, I got really lucky and a friend um, who I still, I would say he's my angel, he came to me and says, you are way too talented for this job. Why don't you let me go
0: ahead and take a little look at your resume? You know how you have to have a friend to help in that resume. Of course, of let course. Let me take a little look at your resume and my job can get you in.
1: He put me in with Deloitte. I had never heard of Deloitte before. I'd Never heard of him a day in my life. And put me in with them, fabulous large consulting firm, and for the most part, had a pretty good experience there. I then left there and went to one of their competitors, and um, and that's where I did the remainder of my consulting career, and and I started my business uh, right when I left the boys to start that next job.
0: You know, what I've always seemed to you know, through the years, you know, you begin to find out what it is that actually finds a lot of people's success. And it always seems to be doing something that really brings joy to you while working your full-time job. And it seems like that's exactly the same formula that you also took to bring your success, correct? I would say so, yes. What, what, What was the
1: defining thing that allowed me to be successful within my business was two things. A, I had a core desire in myself to help people. I don't care what you do. If you don't Want to help people? If that's not your core desire, your business's success will reflect that. People look at Uber and say, "Wow, Uber is such a great business model. I wish I came up with that." Or Facebook, "Wow, that's a great business model." You know, or even you know some local business that you may go to that may not be as big as those, and people say, "I wish I went to that. I wish I had created that." Or how's that business doing so well? What they all have in common is something simple: they are all based on helping people. Facebook helps you to connect with people. They help advertisers to connect with audiences. So they're helping them. Uber helps people to be able to get. To get around easier you know um, and so it's all about helping people now it's the core aspect of my business is that I wanted to help people so every product every service every single thing that I did had helping people at the core at the core focus and with that said because I was so focused on that like a magnet I attracted in people and the business was able to really rapidly
0: grow Wow, well it's definitely paid off for you I mean apparently you have 400 insurance producers, is that correct?
1: Correct, so we have actually a little over 400 Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, we've done pretty well
0: over 100 people per month are trying to join your company So it definitely seems to me that a lot of people have the same motivation you have Well, not only that, but I can definitely see that you know, your your energy is very infectious it's, it, it easily <laughs> motivates people, kind of gets people really powered up and, and uh, kind of get going there Which is actually, I found, one of the best things about you Now, when it came down to me discovering about your book, Stop Going Broke, Living Under Debt Can you please elaborate on what that book is about? Absolutely. Let me tell you this, I know what it means to
1: have student loans debt um, that, that is like a mortgage payment I went to a private university I did not have uh, I didn't have the best of grades in high school so I got in but no, but no one was knocking down my door giving me scholarships let's just say that <laughs> the victory was that I got in and so um, so paid all this money for student loans and I, you know like many people I wasn't educated on oh maybe she'll go to state school that'd be uh, you get the same at quality education for a lower price but nonetheless a so big student loans, then credit cards then eventually I bought a home the more I mean, just debt, 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 debt. And what I realized is that I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes, and I made those mistakes because of the fact that I didn't know the fundamentals of debt. I didn't know the fundamentals of credit. I was using credit as a way to put me further in debt rather than leveraging credit as a way to build wealth. And that's what folks do. Credit is not inherently evil. You know, some folks project it. Oh, is terrible. credit is terrible. Debt's terrible. No, it's not. No, it's not. Many people have built multi-billion dollar enterprises leveraging credit and debt. It's about understanding the role that it should play in your life so that you're not using it in a in a way that's harming you right Right. the same fire that can burn you up is the same fire that can that can that can provide light for you and that can power that can provide power for you you see what I'm saying so it's all about how you use the tool and that's really what this book is going to be talking about
0: Okay, Okay. and where can they actually get this book just on Amazon right on Amazon let me tell you we like to make things easy and accessible so they can go through Amazon I believe
1: Barnes and Noble there's a whole list of places they can go to to order we said we wanted to touch every corner of of the globe because my videos are all around the world Um, and so with that said they can get the e-book they can get the print books sent to them easy
0: easy Mm, thank you thank you now one of the things I also um I kind of thought to myself, okay, if I'm this person who's doing well, but the thing about it is I don't even know how to start, I don't know where to go, what would be the the best thing right now for me to start with on my own right now before I even go to a financial firm like yourself? What would be the best practice to start doing now? The best practice to start doing right now
1: is to, and this is something that's not even very tangible, but it's vital. The first thing you need to do right now is I want you to look into your future. Don't take me ten years out. I'm saying take me one year out. Take me three years out. How do you want your future to look different than what it is now? What do you want? Or what do you want to look like? How do you want to live? How do you want to spend your day? How do you? How do you want to feel when you're swiping your credit card? Do you want to swipe it and you're holding your breath hoping that it goes through, <laughs> or do you want to be able to swipe that card? And I said debit. I meant to say. Uh, I said credit. I meant to say debit. Swiping your debit card, knowing I got the comfort of knowing that this thing. always go through how do you want to live your life and what relationship do you want to have with your money that's the first thing you have to establish then you need to establish what's the gap between the relationship you like to have with your money and where you are right now because once we identify the gap there are tangible things that align with why that gap exists perhaps maybe it's overspending perhaps you don't keep a budget so you're holding your breath whenever you're going out or you're running out of money usually right before your payday because you're not tracking expenses so you can identify tangible steps once you identify what the gap is you know but I think that far too many people we don't take the time we put more energy into worrying about what we don't want right. rather than putting energy into thinking about what we do want there is a benefit to daydreaming you as an adult have to daydream and think about what life do I want to have don't get so stuck in the muck and mire of what's not happening right now and the struggles that are happening right now you're not defined by your struggles you are defined by how you do yourself so if you elevate your mind to think about the life that you want to have then you are elevating your ability to then begin to think about actionable next steps that you can take
0: right here, right now, to get you to that life. Now, when it comes to finding that, because one thing I, I also observe is one thing that you just recently, I believe, you received a passing the torch award. Is that correct? I did from the from Better Brothers
1: LA and um, the Diva Foundation, which is Shirley
0: Ralph Foundation. Now, well, let me tell you, I was so impressed with that video. Wow, I didn't know Shirley Ralph did that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> very impressed with that particular video. Um, and the thing about it is, you said one particular quote that kind of, again, a lot of things you say actually strike me a lot. You said, You've embraced every part of who I am. Can you, can you, can you tell me, number one, how did it get there? Because I know a lot of us in the LGBT community, we tried to cover it up by working hard and you know, getting all this money and spending up. But how did you get there? How did you get to embracing every part of who you are?
1: Well, I had no choice. I joke when say this, but I really didn't. When I was a kid, I mean, I remember being four years old, walking around, and I remember being, a, I mean, very young. And and when I would walk by folks, they look at me different. Like, who that little child switch? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's so articulate, you know, at a little list. Can you picture my little self switching by with a list? I, I mean, it was pretty clear who I was going to be. And so, uh, so, so with that said, I, I, I knew from a very young age, I said, you know, if I don't embrace who I am and love it, then this ain't gonna work out because I would try not to walk the way I walk, but then it looked like I was bow-legged and then I would try I would try my best to have a deeper voice and it didn't come out right you know I, I said I'm, I'm much more embracing people like me more when I'm being myself and I discovered that very early on and I got phenomenal results from it I remember in school I never got the best dress to work because we didn't have much money but I always got the nicest person you know people were always so friendly to me and I'll tell you no one ever picked on me really I mean probably in high Basically, you know, you had those, those guys in there, here and there, but really for the most part, the school never had much trouble, and the reason was because everyone liked me, and they liked me because people would always say, I like you, I can trust you, you always say yourself, you always know what you're going to get with Malcolm, you know, and what that all comes down to, when I look back on it, was I was always being authentic. People are attracted to authenticity. And once you get a taste of the powerful impact that you can have on people by simply being yourself, you don't ever want to go back to, to being something that you're not. It's like a drug. It's a it's the best kind of drug you could ever have because it only helps you. It, the, the benefits that come into your life by being yourself, and I'll tell you, go on to Oprah, Be Myself. Bam! Business grows even more. Get on camera. Tell y'all about how I overspent all my, uh, how I spent up too much money with overspending. Bam! Business grows. I have had monetary as well as emotional benefits within my life consistently by being myself. And so that's what I encourage everyone to do. I say the key to your future, the key to your destiny, is waiting on you to unlock it. But the only key that can unlock it is by you being who you were designed to be, which is yourself.
0: Wow! Wow! You know, and what you know, one thing I was also finding very impressive about you is that you love to thank your mama. You take oh, the t- <laughs> you take I the time did. to thank your mama, and you know what I also found when you said in the while you accepted this award was that your mother had a list of one hundred and one affirming things, and mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking to myself, well, whoa, I've never I've never really probably heard that often. So, what things did you found yourself? Attracted. What particular affirming quotes? If you if you can go back far and remember that, uh, what things you actually found that was a little bit more attractive to you to constantly repeat. Well,
1: I think that the number one. So I grew up Baptist. And I remember that number one was I can do all things through Christ's strength of I me. And even if if um, if that doesn't if that terminology doesn't align 100 percent with your specific belief system, just change the end of the sentence. I can do all things through the universe. I can do all things through the through the inherent power within me. The point of the sentence is, I can do all things. That was really the core right, of it, right? right? And that was really important to me. Um, I love to hear I am enough. I am enough. That is something you can't hear enough, especially as a black man so take gay off the table just black
0: yeah. right it's yeah.
1: hard enough being a black man i have lived in la where i live in los angeles right now it's a it's a, you know very nice folks here largely jewish neighborhood you know and folks are very nice to me you know and i've lived in dc where i've had mostly african-american neighbors and i can tell you my experience being an african-american man has been equally as challenging in both locations Whoa, right, it okay. is challenging being a black man, and so to be able to have a statement that I can say to myself to let me know I am enough, I'm enough. I don't have to be nothing more. I don't have to try any harder. I don't have to do anything different but be myself. I'm enough. It affirm within me that if you can't see my if you can't see my worthiness and you can't, then that is your problem, right? Not my problem.
0: Wow, wow. You know, I was looking at your wealth class because I was actually very interested. I actually, just. Just kind of hearing it could be a part of it. Can you elaborate a little bit more? Is that this is the place where you share your secrets? Is this where the particular class is?
1: Let me tell you. I get up a million questions, not a million, but millions of folks <laughs> writing a lot. Uh, and they will ask me all kinds of great questions, and I realized that the questions are often very similar. And so I thought to myself, I said, what if we can create an experience where people can access me with their most pressing financial and wealth building questions, and I can answer them live on air and live on a webinar for them. And that's what this particular wealth class is that we're having coming up, where we actually directly solicit, literally emails have gone out this week, soliciting questions from folks who sign up for the call where they can give me their questions and I do my best to answer as many of them um, on, on the webinar as possible. I'll tell you this, so I am licensed out the yin yang when it comes to finance. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've got all kinds of licenses, and for someone who's as credentialed as me, the reality is that the vast majority of people with my level of credentials, if you don't have at least a half million dollars, or you can't afford to pay at least uh, anywhere from seventy-five hundred to ten thousand dollars a year in advisory fees, then they don't take you on as a client. And for a while, I ran my personal practice in that way because that's what we had to do. You know, right. you know, is in order to be able to keep the lights on, us, you have to be able to charge fees that are reflective of your skill set and also reflective of industry standards. And it occurs to me, I said, my job is to be is to be a vessel to be able to bring information to as many people as possible. And rather you have a G or a PhD, I want my content and my information and my knowledge to be accessible to you. And the best way to do that is through things like our wealth classes, things like our live events, because it allows people to come in and for very, very, very low prices, I mean we very low prices, they're able to access knowledge that in many cases they may not be, they would not be able to afford to access if they had to go through a traditional route of working with someone who's got the level of credentials that I have.
0: You're correct. You're correct. And where exactly do they go to sign up for these classes just to just to get that advice? Where do they go?
1: You, you know, we like to make things easy, so all they have to do is go to www.dot.mjharris wealthclass.com. That's www.mjharriswealthclass.com. The great thing about that link is that whatever wealth class we have coming up, that link always points directly to the registration page for that one. So if someone doesn't make our wealth, our wealth class, which is happening on Saturday, that's fine. They'll go to that link and then they'll be able to sign up for the next wealth class and the next wealth class. It is just, we make things very easy. So www.mjharriswealthclass.com.
0: Thank you so much. That's, that's really some good stuff here. Alright, now when it comes down to it where do you see mr malcolm mj harris in the next five years because i know you have a goal so (laughs) So, i know you have a goal so where where's the next five years with mr malcolm mj harris
1: the greatest thing that i could ever desire for my life is to continue to be used by the power that flows through me to be able to help people in in more and more expansive ways. The knowledge that I have, and the video that you mentioned, Stop Porn Trying to Impress People, 20 million people have seen that video and loved that video, wow. and I think a half million people shared the video. That happened because because the information I have to share and the honesty that I give is something that resonates with people and to me that 20 million people is a grain of sand I mean all of our other videos have done millions of views collectively that's a grain of sand compared to the other people that need to see this there's over 7 billion people on the earth and so my goal within, I think you mentioned five years, is to have, is to continue growing my platform so that we can reach even more corners of the world with affordable, um, inspirational um, and, and financial empowerment videos, digital content, um, and printed content that can help people to change their lives. It's it's less of a goal that I have in mind and more of a direction. This is is a calling. This is a path that I'm on, and I'm going to continue to keep on it.
0: Wow. Uh, I'm just, Again, I'm just still floored with all the wild. so excuse me if I give too much here. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like what you say. I de- definitely enjoy everything that you say. Now, I was also looking at your company for those who, for, well, actually anyone who wants to be a client of yours, what's the first place they can go? So if they
1: would like to become a client of mine, um, they can do a couple things. Number one, I would say go to www.mymoney.com has power.com that's www.mymoneyhaspower.com that page is fabulous because it is set up in such a way where you can go there and you can click the link to, to become my client You can click the link If you want to join my team Because some folks Want to join the team And they want to do Exactly what I'm doing And we love to have them And we also have the link Where if you want to get the book You can literally Click right there And it will take you To where you can Pre-register for the book So that when it's released Next month You'll be notified So go to www.mymoneyhaspower.com. That's easy to remember
0: Yes, it's very easy to remember Now one last thing Is there anything in particular You like to leave with, uh, particularly again, our black LGBT audience. Anything in particular that's supportive advice you want to give them before we sign off here?
1: Well, I would say the advice that I have is to know that being black, being LGBT, whatever labels um, that have been attached to you or that you attach to yourself, just to know that that does not determine what your trajectory has to be in life, nor does it in any way, shape, or form limit where you can go in life. We are 110% the byproduct of what we believe about ourselves. It's not about what your neighbor believes about themselves or what they believe about you. It's about what you believe about yourself. So I don't care what the world tells you. I don't care what your family tells you. I don't care what you have told yourself in the past about yourself know that the power that you have to change your life and to change your future starts with you simply changing how you view yourself so just know that if there's any thought within your mind any feeling within your heart any belief within yourself about yourself that's limiting you right now from being becoming the person that you want to become know right now that you have the power to change that and actively do everything in your power to change the way you think about yourself because it is not going to until you can do that you will not be able to change your life but once you do that let me tell you let me tell you the world is completely unlimited i'll tell you this in closing when i started out in, in this business my goal literally was i said i want to have about six or seven insurance producers on my team maybe a nice office in the suburbs of dc somewhere and you know live, live a nice life and there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all but once i took the limits off my mind cause I, I thought that initially, i said well i'm i'm this little black gay man I don't look like nobody CEO of nothing. <laughs> and how am I going to do this. But, so I limited my I limited my goals to being within a sphere of what I thought was possible for myself. It was my grandmother who said, take the limits off yourself, nobody told you you had to adopt those kind of beliefs. I took the limits off and here I am right now, I'm sitting here looking at a beautiful day in Los Angeles, I mean it's absolutely gorgeous, you know, I'm, I'm able to have my office here which folks have seen towards I'm able to have all these team members, we have over 400 team members, over 300 folks right now who are in the process of joining the team, wow. you know. It, it, it's incredible. Take the limits off. And I think that, paled, that that's just a grain of sand, you know, compared to what we will have because I know that I'm limitless. That's my advice. You're limitless. So start living like it.
0: Thank you so much, Mr. MJ. This is actually again, it's an honor to have you on the show. And I know for a fact a lot of our a lot of our listeners are definitely going to appreciate every single word you say. And again, I will definitely be giving some of the information pertaining to web, your websites and where to get your book. And just to know you, my goodness, I even follow you on Instagram. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I yes, <did> you see- <laughs> follow
1: me at MJ Harris speaks. So that's at MJ Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S. Oh. I would
0: love to have you all follow me on this journey and help in any way that I can. Thank you so much, Mr. MJ. And again, this is Mr. I can't even speak right now. Uh, this is Chris from Brothers Beat Podcast with Mr. MJ Harris. Thank you again for being on the show. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast just as much as I have. I want to make sure I repeat the website to where you can actually go. If you'd like to join his wealth class, this www.mjharriswealthclass.com. Those for those who are interested in the wealth class and for those who are interested in either being a client or getting his book or pre-ordering his book or either joining his team, go to www.mymoneyhaspower.com. Again, www.mymoneyhaspower.com. He has power.com and of course you can also be a part of his following uh, with MJ Harris Speaks on Instagram again thank you so much to listen to the show and again I thank you Mr. Harris for also being a part of the show again those who have any questions you can always email me directly at speak at gmail.com that is b-r-o-t-h-a s-p-e-a-k at gmail.com thank you again for joining us have a wonderful day